Coming up, we look at the 2016 media pitch market. We pick up on some news from Omnicom Group. And we respond to a question from our 100th subscriber. Hello and welcome to ID.com's Media Snack, episode 11. Uh, So this week we are going to look ahead at what might be a very busy 2016 for media pitches. That's right, we're going to pick up on some announcements made by Omnicom Group. And finally, uh, thanks to our appeal, we've hit 100 subscribers, and uh, so therefore we're responding to a question from our 100th subscriber. All coming up on IDCOM's Media Snack in just the time it takes to eat a sandwich. Okay, so first up, uh, we've spoken a lot about how 2015 was uh, an unprecedented uh, year in terms of the volume and quantity of media pitches. But then we were thinking, actually in February last year, None of these have been announced, and we were actually anticipating it might be quite a quiet year. It's really quiet, that's right. Yeah, and so a year on, um, you know, we're just thinking, and lots of people are discussing, what it's going to be like this year, because the volume of the stuff that was going on last year, is that going to be reflected and repeated this year? Um, and then the more we thought about it, we, uh, we, we saw a great quote didn't we, from uh, Charles Courtier. Charles Courtier, so chief executive of MEC, uh, was in the trade press talking about uh, this year's prediction in terms of the amount of reviews that would go to market. And he said that he didn't think that Mediapalooza was was unique last year and that Mm. that was going to be the norm. So perhaps it wouldn't be the big, significant, high-profile brands that we saw in 2015, Mm. but the amount of brands that do go to review yeah. may cumulatively have the same sort of power in yeah. terms of the marketplace. And he, he specifically said this is the new normal, that this will continue, uh, and that agencies should be bracing themselves for another busy year. Yeah, if not busier, actually, because perhaps the amount of reviews, the amount of advertisers that go to review yeah. may be larger. Yeah. Um, and so... What are, our, what are our thoughts then going into this year? Well, I mean, we've, we've made this prediction before. Uh, we think that there will be uh, a second level, a second tier of advertisers that will go to review. Yeah. Uh, on the back of uh, all of the value that perhaps was generated from the market leaders that went to review last year. So we think that there is going to be uh, a significant number of reviews this year. Uh, and most of those will already know. So uh, similar to last year when February, the first quarter, was very, very quiet and suddenly then it became crazy quarter two and quarter three. We think the same thing is happening. So uh, we phrased it fatal February. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the time when a lot of advertisers are busily uh, meeting intermediaries or discussing with themselves the plans for going Mm -hmm. to review this year. And most, most brands, in our experience because uh, we get very busy at this time of year. We do. Uh, most brands, I guess, have already got an idea, if they're planning a review, if they've got an idea that they might actually pitch their media in 2016, they've pretty much decided to do that to an extent already. Yeah. And so now it's a little bit uh, a little bit cloak and dagger, isn't it? it? Is. Because it's all very sensitive. We end up having lots of conversations in coffee shops and uh, right. kind of off-premise. Um, 
as people try to scope out the opportunity and define the parameters of a review that they might announce in April, May, June or That's something right. like that. So there will be, you know, me- media pitching is very cyclical. Uh, most go to, go to market in Q2 mm-hmm. and Q3. Uh, yeah. So that they are concluded, uh, you know, in time either for the the end of the summer or the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and so we are predicting that uh, the next four or five weeks will be very very busy in terms of yeah. announcements. So then we we typically see what Charles is referring to, which is probably another kind of big wave, um, many pitches going to market all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you know that creates another busy pitch market. The challenge last year was it was so much going on, and I think Charles acknowledged this, is that it, you know, he said in the US that pitches had almost killed the, the agencies yeah. because they'd been stretched their resources so hard. Yeah. With the same mm-hmm. volume, uh, all coming in a condensed period of a few months, really, that they all kind of get announced and all briefed. You know, if you're th- as a brand, if you're thinking about taking a pitch, or pitching this year, how do you make sure that you've really got the focus of these agencies? Because they have limited resources and they, they will yeah. tend to prioritize the ones that they either think... Or they, they should they do. They yeah, should they prioritize. Should prioritize. Absolutely. Some just go and try and pitch everything. The shotgun technique. Yeah. Uh, but the ones that are most successful in our, in our experience are the ones that are very precise and very focused mm. uh, in, in the, the pitches that they, uh, that they go for. Yeah. And so... so you know, if somebody's watching and they're thinking about preparing for a pitch this year, what what it, what do you think are the focus points really in a busy market? What do you have to do to to make that a really successful okay. uh, pitch? Um, I think there are four key points. The first is uh, have an ambition for media. So understand the role that media plays in your business yeah. and the role that you want your media agency to play in yeah. your business moving forward. Uh, the second is uh, be very, very clear as to how you will evaluate the competing agencies in the review process. So consider uh, measurement and assessment of the agencies very, very clearly and then be as transparent about how you will measure the agencies with those agencies. Yeah. The third is to make the briefing collateral, so the, the briefs that you share with the agencies, as, as high quality as you possibly can. Yeah. Um, the, the level of your effort going into developing the briefs has a, comp- has a direct relation to the quality of the work that comes out yeah. from the agencies. And then uh, you know, the, f- the fourth point is process manage it uh, really, really, really well. Yeah, that's good. There's a lot of preparation yeah. in that. We love the, the, uh, the Abraham Lincoln quote, which we use quite a lot, which says, if I had six hours to cut down a tree, I'd spend four hours sharpening my axe. Uh, which is quite aggressive, actually, isn't it? But uh, the principle of that yeah. is, you know, the, the better the quality, the preparation, the better you can execute. Yeah. And so where we see media pitches fail or perhaps not deliver the objectives or extract the right values that they're intended to, it's just simply because they, they either go, they go too early or they go yeah. rush to market. That's right. Um, and you can't necessarily get, you know, agencies really inspired and really doing good work without a really well thought out brief. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, we, as we say, we anticipate a really busy uh, pitch year again for agencies this year. Let's wait and see. Let's go. 
So the second topic we're going to cover today is uh, Omnicom reported their Q4 results uh, mm-hmm. earlier this week. Uh, their global revenues were down 1.2% to a cool 15.13 billion, mm-hmm. so not too bad. Yep. But their organic growth was really healthy. So yep. uh, organic growth in the UK was 7%. Uh, Europe, 3.4%. In fact, they showed organic growth, I think, in pretty much every region. So kind of really healthy. Um, But you've spotted something that was quite interesting in those figures. Well, only that uh, of the total, this is just organic growth that they've showed, and the agencies are obsessed with obviously showing organic uh, revenue growth. Um, A quarter of the total growth across the whole of the Omnicom group, which is a big multidisciplinary group, a quarter of that came from programmatic media buying, um, which just shows you uh, what an amazing driver that is of agency revenues generally, but specifically here for Omnicom group, uh, is that's $45 million worth of revenue just in programmatic buying um, as a a bump. So, so, uh, you know, you see that programmatic buying is still a massive... uh, uh, you know, revenue driver and growth driver for and it's only going to get agencies. bigger, right? Yeah, and it will get. It will. We think will get bigger. Um, certainly, in the next couple of years, we think so. But what I also found particularly interesting about uh, you know John Wren's uh, discussion with the city was that he announced the launch of uh, Omnicom's third global media network. Yeah. So to couple with the two that they already have, OMD and PhD, yeah. they are going to market. Uh, with the third global network. Yeah. And that was, that, that was prompted by the P&G win in the US, yeah, but he's right. saying now it's a global proposition. It will be a global proposition in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So they've obviously got the infrastructure and the organisational piece together, yeah. uh, allowing them swiftly to uh, globalise uh, mm-hmm. what up until relatively recently was just a US-based operation yeah. there to house the, the brilliant win that, that they achieved with P&G last year. Yeah. So good. I mean, so, you know, more change, shifting sands within agencies, new networks being uh, created, groups restructuring. Um, it just shows how adaptable and flexible, actually, these agency groups are. And you know, how, they never sit still. And how dynamic the industry is at the moment. It's yeah. just brilliant. It's good fun. Okay, last up this week. Uh, if you remember, last week we made a very heartfelt appeal to our viewers um, to help us smash through the 100 subscriber mark. Good news is that we punched massively through that. I think we're at 104 now. Uh, the one, we promised that the 100th subscriber would get to ask a question and then we would respond. So uh, it gives us great pleasure to announce that the, the 100th subscriber uh, was the fantastic Simon Peel at Adidas. Thank you, Simon. Um, and he sent us the following question. With a greater focus on transparency and performance applied to agencies and agencies potentially responding, do you think clients' insourcing becomes as efficient and effective as it was a few years ago? That's a great question, so thank you, Simon. Um, But the thorny issue of transparency and the focus behind it, I think, is absolutely brilliant. Um, uh, It's actually the in-house marketing teams and procurement teams from the advertiser side that have done such a brilliant job, I think, of bringing the transparency issue to the forefront and have made it such an important and critical issue that everybody's kind of talking about. Uh, Even in my Nike days, uh, there was a groundswell of concern around transparency, but that has just accelerated to the Mm. point now where it has been brought to a head. Um, 
And I think that the battle is only half won. So continued pressure from in-house marketing teams, in-house advertiser teams to drive greater transparency is the only way that we're going to move it forward. Yeah. And then as, as with that pressure, as agencies become more accountable mm. um, and then you know, marketers, perhaps like Simon and others, can have, can have more control and have more confidence uh, in those areas, then hopefully that then frees them up to, you know, not to stop obsessing or to stop to have to keep obsessing about areas like transparency and the compliance and the audit side of media, which is dominates the, the, the debate and the conversation at the moment, and focus more on being a good partner to the brands Absolutely. and driving brand growth and creating great brands, doing great work, driving growth for their businesses. Um, and that's how they perhaps they can be more valuable. In-house resource can be more valuable by, by supporting marketing. In that well, way. The, the only way that in-house media teams can be a real strategic thought leader uh, within their own organisations and you know, use media as a, as a real lever for growth is if they move beyond this whole murky discussion mm. on transparency and, and frankly do what their companies want them to do from a media perspective. Yeah. So, great question. Thank you, Simon. Um, Thank you, if Simon. Any, anyone else has got questions that you'd like us to address on future Media Snacks, uh, please leave a little comment. Okay, that's it for this week. Bye for now. Have a good weekend.